Hello everyone, thank you for listening to the Football Betting Podcast. You're home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four leagues. You are as ever sponsored by good friends at matchbook.com. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. We've got an action-packed EFL opening day show for you today. Uh, we're going to look through our best bets for the Championship, League One and League Two. We're going to wrap them all up in a nice bomb-proof treble at the end. Then we'll just give you uh, a couple of heads up about fantasy football, which we've got coming up starting next week as well. So, Tom, excited to get kicked off with the EFL. Yeah, can't wait to to get everything underway. Starts on a Friday night, Friday night under the lights. No Premier League to to distract people from the start of the EFL. Absolutely pumped for the season. I think it's going to be really competitive across all the leagues as ever. And I just can't wait for the storylines and the drama and fall in love with some new players we hadn't heard of and, and all that stuff. I, I just can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you heard our season preview show last week where we went through um, all four leagues with our promotion tips, our relegation tips. So I think we'll probably be leaning on that quite a lot in our uh, decision making for our picks this week. But yeah, always a bit of a tricky time, isn't it, Tom, opening day? Um, never quite know what to expect. So it tends to be one of those weeks where if you can pick a winner or, you know, pick an accumulator that wins, it's fairly lucrative because, as we'll see in the prices, the market isn't really sure on a lot of teams at the moment. So if you can pick the good ones out now, um, you can often come into a bit of money. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it you know, unfolds as the season goes on. But yeah, lots of question marks. So bookies are pricing things up a little bit higher than usual. And like you said, Tom, eventually towards the end of the season, those same teams are going to be pretty short uh, when we're backing them. Uh, Good little insight to those that are new. And uh, of course, those that need reminding who are regulars. We have won two of the last three shows, Tom. Um, in terms of opening day tips. So both of them have come largely from your brains. I'm not going to uh, steal your thunder. But yeah, the last two out of three we've managed to secure. So yeah, really excited to, to get things kicked off. So just before we dive into the games, uh, we are taking all the odds we read out on the show today from our sponsors, matchbook.com, all going to be in decimals. Uh, and stats are courtesy of oddalerts.com as well. So please do check that out. Yeah, diving in, Tom, Friday night, first game of the 2022-23 season, and I can smell blood. I really can. Uh, you got last <laughs> season's playoff final losers, Huddersfield Town, hosting Burnley, recently relegated from the Premier League. Uh, are we are we going to label them Vincent Companies, Burnley? Are we going to give them the, the Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard we may as well. treatment? I think so. I think yeah, we, yeah. we need to do it before Sky Sports start doing it because they're going to do it pretty promptly. But uh, yeah, obviously, no form to go off. Um, you know, preseason is preseason. Me and Tom don't really believe looking into that. Um, so we're just going to be looking at signings and where the clubs are really. Um, and I see one club have lost their two best players and one of the best managers in the championship last season in Huddersfield. And I see Burnley with a lot of players still there from the you know 
four, five, six seasons that they spent in the Premier League, you know, sometimes comfortably uh, surviving relegation, plus a couple of young, exciting additions. I feel like one has a cloud over it and one has sunshine. And really, it probably should be the opposite way around with Huddersfield unexpectedly, you know, being 90 minutes from the Premier League and Burnley being relegated. But uh, the relegation feels like it's kind of lit the fire under the Clarets. They're priced at 2.62. And to go back to that point earlier, Tom, this game happens in, what, March? I don't think you'll get anywhere near this price. Yeah, completely agree. I have Burnley down as well. Um, Pretty much similar reasons. Um, I was just going through both the teams and uh, it is worth saying that Maxwell Cornet, Dwight McNeil won't be featuring for Burnley in this game. But that aside, I still think their team is pretty much better in every department, aside from in gold, I'd say, than uh, than Huddersfield's. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it would be a surprise to me if Burnley didn't win this game. Um, and I think we can take advantage of some nice, uh, juicy opening day odds here. Uh, up next for me... Um, I like the look of Luton Town. They're at home to Birmingham City. Luton are priced at 1.92 for the win. Um, I know you're pretty big on Luton overall this yeah. season. We spoke about them last week in the preview pod. Uh, you had them in the playoffs, I believe, didn't you again? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they've made some smart additions. Um, Corley Woodrow, Ethan Horvath from Forest, Carlton Morris. They've made, made their team generally stronger. I look at Birmingham's team and it still just doesn't look good enough to me. Um, they've got an unknown manager as well in charge there. Um, so no idea how that's going to go. I feel like I've looked uh, a lot of 1-24s to this week on social media by pundits, by just general fans. And I feel like Birmingham have featured in the bottom three in pretty much every 1-24 to that I've seen, um, which I think tells you a lot about the state the club's in at the moment and what people think of them. Uh, so I think it would be a big surprise if Birmingham did beat Luton, especially away from home. You know, Luton were very strong at home last season. I expect that to continue again this season. Um, and likewise, I'm with you. I'm high on Luton this season. I think they can get their season up and running fairly comfortably at home to Birmingham. Yeah, I think you're going to see throughout the show a lot of. Uh, tips weighed up from the vibes. I think it's, it's a vibes show. You know, who's got the good vibes, yeah. who's got the bad vibes, who's against each other, um, because that's basically all we've got to go off, really, um, at the moment. So speaking of good vibes, I feel like Millwall are a good vibe team. Um, traditionally, one of the best home records in the championship year after year. Uh, they may have lost Jed Wallace, but I feel like they've strengthened as a group. They've lost their kind of crown jewel for sure. But as a group, I feel like they, they have gone out and strengthened. They're against Stoke, uh, Millwall price at 2.32 via Matchbook. I, I think that's a really good price, as I said, for a, a team particularly strong at home through the years. Another team, maybe not the same kind of speed of progression as Luton, but another team that is progressing year on year and getting closer and closer to that playoff picture. Uh, Stoke, a team with a lot of question marks over them. Is Michael O'Neill the right guy? 
Um, they've signed a lot of young players, which I think they really needed. Uh, the last few years, the fans have not uh, enjoyed the the old stodgy pros that have been on, you know, thirty five grand a week, producing absolutely nothing for the club. And you can't blame them. I think it's just a bit of a transitional year for Stoke. Something like a mid table finish. I think I had them down maybe in fourteenth. Millwall, you know, I fully expect them to finish above Stoke. And therefore, I'm going to back them at, at 2.32. Yep. Um, wouldn't surprise me. I, I feel like I might have been a bit harsh on Millwall in my pre-season predictions and where I put them in my championship 1-24. to um, Where did you have them? I don't know if I'm being swayed by a lot of other people. But again, going back to the fact I've seen lots of 1-24s to on social media. A lot of people are really talking up Millwall's transfer business, uh, even though they have lost Jed Wallace. Uh, like you're saying, and have them featuring quite prominently at the table. Um, mm. But yeah, maybe I've just slept on them a bit in pre-season. Uh, so yeah, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. Yeah, for those who haven't listened to the um, the preview show, the season preview show, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, uh, I had Millwall in eighth, Tom had them in 16th. So we'll see how that pans mm. out. Yeah. Um, right, another one for me then. Uh, I'm going to look at the my other tip for promotion automatically in the championship. That's Norwich City. Uh, they're 2.44 to win away at Cardiff. And I think kind of similar to Burnley here. Um, this is a very good price for what I expect to be a very good side in this division this year. Um, Cardiff at home, priced at 3.0. What concerns me about Cardiff is that I was going through all their, their transfers, ins and outs. Um, I believe they've made 13 new signings uh, over the course of the summer so far. So I'm expecting them to probably have a bit of issues at the start gelling together when you introduce that amount of people um, at once. It very rarely clicks straight away, whereas Norwich's team is much more settled. Um, they've not had too many ins and outs over the summer. So I think Norwich generally have a have a better squad anyway, um, as you'd expect from a recently relegated side. But yeah, considering these mass influx of new additions that Cardiff have got, I think it would take a bit of time to find their feet and uh, probably for for them to find their best eleven. So I think Norwich can take advantage. Two point four four should be a good price. Copy and paste with Stoke, really. Cardiff, lots of experienced players on a lot of money that weren't really doing it. Um, Morrison, as a rookie manager, has come in and torn that up and signed a lot of younger, fresher players. So it's going to take a bit of time. And uh, you don't want Norwich, first game, home or away. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Tom. Again, like you said, this game gets played in March. Norwich are nowhere near 2.44. Exactly. Uh, any more for you, mate? No, not for me. Uh, ready to jump into League One, which... Hey, hey, not so quick. Not so quick. I've got one more. Oh, jeez. I'm out of rhythm. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the look of Swansea away at Rotherham. Um, yeah, I appreciate this is Rotherham's first game back at the Championship, back in the Championship. I'm sure they're going to want to impress and, and do well and put in a good performance. But... Um, again, we mentioned last week, I think Rotherham right now are in a worse place than they were last season when they won League One. Um, 
and they're coming up against a side who both me and you have predicted to uh, finish in our third or third promotion place via the, via the playoffs. So, yeah, um, you know, predicting Swansea to finish in the top six as a third promotion pick, still with the firepower of Joel Perot, Michael Obafemi, the continuation of the Russell Martin project, um, and considering where Rotherham are right now in terms of their squad, I think, you know, this price for Swansea, again, 2.54, um, is one that later on in the season would be nowhere near that. Yeah, just for the record, and sorry, I uh, almost glazed over that pick, but I, I just want to I want to see Swansea unfold um, for a few weeks before I back them. I kind of feel like, and I, I know this is probably hard to understand, and maybe it's con- I'm contradicting myself a bit, but with the Burnley players, I feel like I know what I'm going to see. With the Norwich players... I feel like I know what I'm going to see. With Luton, I feel like I know what I'm going to see. And Swansea, mm-hmm. my prediction, was based on them getting better. Uh, Russell Martin always says, why do you need plan B? Just make plan A absolutely perfect. And then you don't need plan B. So I just want to see how well he's progressed plan A before I start backing them. Uh, I think eventually it will come. But I think it might be a little bit early. But I, I won't lie to you. I did flirt with, uh, with Backingham this weekend, and I hope that justifies why I didn't include them. Yeah, no, absolutely makes sense. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to League One. Yeah, before we do so, just a little shout out um, for Matchbook. So if you are a brand new customer and you're looking to get involved with a new organisation this season look no further than matchbook our partners for the 2022-23 season Uh, they do have a sign-up offer to entice you to come over and experience the great interface the great customer service and the brilliant odds which are honestly typically uh, uh, market leading so tfb podcast is the promotional code and you'll get a 30 quid back as uh, a free bet Uh, based on your first bet so if it loses they'll give you 30 quid as a free bet that you can use within the site Uh, there are a couple of terms and conditions but yeah tfb podcast please support the pod and the great people at matchbook by signing up and giving it a go we are rusty aren't we you're eager to get in league one i'm eager to get in league one we missed out about bloody matchbook if it was on if it was on me (laughs) well i'll tell you what we better have some banging tips in League One now because the anticipation is through the roof. I know, I know. We're both so <laughs> eager to get there. Right, go on. Give me give me who you've got in League One. Yeah, so I'll start off with a team that are probably not very sexy and, you know, that they get overlooked a little bit and that's Wickham Wanderers. They are relatively short compared to some of the prices we just read out in the Championship. They're 1.73 at home to Burton Albion. I'm not too concerned about the lack of transfer activity. They've they've brought in a couple of unknown lads that, I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard of from various levels. A a lad from, I think, Manchester United's under-18s, a couple of lads from non-league. I'm not going to sit here and say I know who they are. The only notable uh, departure for me, Anthony Stewart, centre-half, I understand 29, last chance to make a, a good contract, went up to Aberdeen. 
And David Stockdale in goal, you know, no pun intended, but his stock is, is falling year after year. I wasn't impressed with him, to be honest. I don't think it's a big loss. And we're coming in against a Burton side. I feel like the magic is fizzing out a little bit. They're 4.9 to get on the board. I just don't think Adams Park is where you want to start your season. Um, Gareth Ainsworth, for me, one of the best managers in League One. Possibly even I'd have him in my top five, six, seven in the entirety of the EFL. Uh, so I wouldn't back against him even with this uh, with this kind of squad that hasn't been littered with stars like someone like Ipswich, for example. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to back them 1.73. They should get the job done against uh, Burton Albion. Yeah, I think so. Um, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, I thoroughly recommend checking out David Stockdale's personal website, uh, davidstockdale13.co.uk. Um, yeah, it's not really anything about David Stockdale in a football capacity. It's all about his outside football ventures. It's quite a tongue-in-cheek, funny to read website. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you his agent? Well, maybe I should be. <laughs> but no, you look, you go on the website and it's the opening paragraph. David Stockdale yeah. is a brilliant goalkeeper, but there's far more to him than just a commanding presence and awesome shot stopping. David Stockdale, goalkeeper, pundit, philanthropist. Stop it. <laughs> Driven. I'm reading it now. Driven, big hearted, straight talking, fun. Unbelievable. Well, I tell you what, I can't wait to read this later, to be honest with you. Wow. What a guy. Incredible. What yeah. a guy. Anyway, back to some proper football tips. Yes. Um, right. Um, I am going to go for Plymouth Argyle, priced at 2.1 at home to recently relegated Barnsley. Uh, reason being, uh, we've spoken about Luton Town. Barnsley have lost a few of their better players to Luton Town. So, Corley Woodrow. Um, Carlton Morris, both have gone there. Uh, they've also lost uh, Britain, the right back. And it looks like they haven't really replaced them at the moment. So they're looking particularly light up top. Um, I think they're going to take a little bit of time to adapt to this new level, considering those kind of player departures. Um, Plymouth, on the other hand, they've retained their squad that did so well last season. Um They've added to it with a few solid signings. I expect from them, we're just going to see a bit more of the same of what we saw last year. So, you know, so unlucky to miss out on playoffs last year. Same squad, plus a few additions. Same manager. I think they're just going to keep on going and get a bit better and keep on improving. Um, I think eventually Barnsley will get the recruits in and turn, turn it around and start to establish themselves as a good side at League One level. But for this weekend, I think I'm going to go for the settled, proven Plymouth over not quite sure what I'm going to get yet, Barnsley. And this is a classic. What side of the coin are you on? Because you're saying you don't know what you're going to expect and you know maybe that's a cause to go against them. And mine is I don't know what to expect. So I think they might pull out a performance and I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> bit of a uh, Bit of a contrast there. Um, but yeah, I, I get all of your angles. I'm going to turn your attention, Tom, to Charlton Athletic. They're away at Accrington Stanley. Um, a bit worried about Stanley. 
I, I never think they're going to go down. To be honest with you, they're they're far too experienced and settled, and you know the the manager and the coaches and everyone at the club just kind of gets it, and they understand that you know they're punching above their weight by being in League One, and you know they have obviously flirted with the playoffs um, time and time again throughout the last couple of years. I do think they'll take a little bit of a step back, and I think Charlton will take a step forward. I don't know if they'll have enough to get in the top six. I didn't predict that they would. But some of their recruitment has been pretty eye-catching. Um, Owen O'Connell from Rochdale, I think, is a really good signing. I mean, we got to look at the triple signing from Swindon, obviously following the manager uh, through the door and creating a little bit of a rivalry there. I think this is going to be a... This is going to be an exciting Charlton, I think. And I don't think we've been able to say that for a while. Um, I think they're going to be quite attacking. And uh, I think they're going to have a bit more of a youthful kind of uh, presence and spring about them. Uh, they're 2.66 away at Stanley. It is a bit of a tough place to go, for sure. Uh, traditionally, Stanley have been decent at home and can mix it with anyone on their day. Uh, but I think Charlton uh, are a good price at 2.66. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a, it could be a bit of an uh, overlooked pick, Charlton. I think this weekend. So I do like that. Yeah, one. I agree. Um, that's a that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, uh, Ben Garner's Swindon side. You mentioned Charlton should be exciting attacking. You know his Swindon side last season in League Two. Uh, they were the top scorers in League Two. So yeah, you mentioned he's brought three players to Charlton with him. I'm surprised he's not brought Harry McCurdy with him if he's been picking off. Swindon's players but um, yeah yep. um, certainly think we're going to see more of that definite attacking emphasis from Charlton this season uh, so yeah excited to see what they're going to come out with uh, for me I've just got one more in League One uh, all this in anticipation I only had two things to talk about <laughs> um, for me Peterborough priced at 2.28 they're away at Cheltenham Town this weekend uh, Peterborough, a team that I picked for automatic promotion on the preview pod last weekend, so probably won't uh, surprise too many people to hear that I picked them to get three points on opening day. Um, expecting big things from them, particularly their attacking players, uh, Jack Marriott full of, should be full of goals at League One, uh, Johnson Clark-Harris likewise, Poku, um, Joel Randall coming back. Um, they've got a lot of exciting attacking talent there that I expect to score plenty of goals. Um, Cheltenham, on the other hand, I don't have an awful lot negative to say about them, but the big one for me is that they don't have Michael Duff anymore, their manager, uh, who obviously left in the summer. Um, He's been a huge part of their success from promotion from League Two, steadying the ship and surviving comfortably in League One last year. So for me, uh, it's just a big unknown for Cheltenham how they're going to cope without him when he's been such a big part of what was good about them over the last couple of years. So... Kind of a new dawn for them. Coming up against a Peterborough side, I expect to be very strong in this division. So, yeah, I'm going to side with Peterborough here at a decent price again. Yeah, took that one right off my uh, notepad here, Tom. Yeah, 100% expecting Peterborough to get off to a good start. Um, That wraps up the third tier. So moving into League Two, and I'm going to get us kicked off with, I think which is kind of crazy, the shortest priced team in the EFL this weekend. And it's a newly promoted team. Uh, It's Stockport County. They are 1.56 at home to Barrow. 
Obviously, two teams with very recent non-league history. Stockport expected to go really well this season. I hate to repeat myself, but for any new listeners who aren't aware, you know, the EFL and the National League have very different rules when it comes to investment. So that's why you see a lot of new owners, i.e. the Wrexham owners and the Stockport owners, etc., taking the chance and taking a fifth-tier team because they can invest more and without adhering to different rules about what they bring in and, and all that kind of stuff. So Stockport have been very heavily backed. They've been signing players from League 2 and League 1 for the last year or so. Now they got that promotion. They're into League 2 and they're expected to go well again, and me and Tom tend to agree. Um, they're against Barrow, who are a, a pretty big 6.2, who are basically the opposite. Uh, Barrow, one of the smallest budgets, smallest towns, smallest stadiums, you know, smallest crowds. It's it's a, a club that really shouldn't be in the EFL, but it is on merit, uh, and they're going to have a hell of a job keeping it there this year. Um, Stockport, there's something really special happening there. Edgeley Park is going to be absolutely rocking. There's a, a big youth kind of fan movement there. Um, they travel in huge numbers for a so-called smaller club. Um, and they, they really do uh, bring a great home support with banners and and flags that you may expect to see on a more European stage than, than an English stage. Um, so yeah, they are looking really strong. And as I said, shortest price team in the entirety of the EFL this weekend at 1.56. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, would have read them out myself. Uh, and I'm going to follow that one up with another team who are also pretty short considering a lot of the prices we've read out. Northampton Town at home to Colchester. Northampton not too far behind Stockport. They're priced at 1.65 for the win at home. Um, again, harking back to the preview pod, Northampton, a team that we both picked for promotion. Colchester, a side that we both picked for relegation. So, you know, just on that alone, um, you know, a side we think will get promoted at home against a side we think will get, re- get relegated. Um, and it definitely shows in the odds that a lot of people fancy Northampton. We saw... Last season, uh, extremely unlucky to miss out on automatic promotion. It kind of killed them in terms of the momentum going into the playoff campaign because they were just so gutted, I'm sure, from from missing out on automatics. Very strong defensively last season. Uh, strengthened their squad. So I think we're going to see more of that defensive solidity, especially good good results at home. Um, so I think, I think Northampton's just going to be generally too strong for this Colchester side, who a lot of people think will struggle this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, took it off my notepad um, just as before. And the only question mark I have over here, I just have one word and a question mark, and it just says hangover. Uh, such a traumatic way to lose automatic promotion, then lose in the playoffs. Have they shaken it off? So we'll see. And we'll know after the first three, four, five, six games, whether uh, they've done so or not. But unless that is there, they should get that victory, I think. Uh, Moving into the Leighton Orient-Grimsby game. I like the look of Leighton Orient. So it's worth noting that no national team in the modern history of League Two has ever been relegated at the first time of asking. 
Uh, if they ever have been relegated, it's been season two, three, four, etc. And I do expect them to do well. I think in my one to twenty fours, I had them in mid table. Um, you know, a, a nice comfortable fourteenth or so. And I had Leighton Orient putting pressure on the playoffs around that ninth spot. I Leighton Orient's transfer business. There's one or two players that I'm aware of that they brought in. George Moncur is probably the headline. He's come in from Hull. I really like that addition. Uh, and they just seem to be pretty settled. And they, they feel like last season, obviously, can you remember? They started off with Joby Mackinoff as manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I feel like last season they've really kind of used that to get settled. And then the preseason, there's not been too many ins and outs, uh, just an average amount, I would say. And then, you know, they're up against the Grimsley team who are going to be buoyant and will be backed by a huge away following, uh, very similar to Stockport. Grimsby travel in massive numbers. Um, but yeah, I fancy Leighton Orient on the pitch, 2.08, even though I do think these two won't be that far away from each other in the standings at the end of the season. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, any more from you? Because that is me. I know I don't want to shortchange people on the first part of the the season, really. But um... well, that's okay. I'm bringing up the rear. I'm bringing up the rear with one more. It's another team that's cool. reinvented themselves a little bit. It's Tranmere Rovers. Um, who did I mention earlier? Um, anyway, Tranmere, <laughs> younger, got rid of a couple of the old guards. Uh, people like James Vaughan has actually moved upstairs into like a advisor, director of football role, which is which is pretty unique. Peter Clark was touching forty years old, and he was a sensational head it and kick it defender, but maybe lacked the mobility against some of the more uh, springy attackers, should we say? And if they've gone down the the twenty five and under route, Tranmere brought in some really noticeable, really kind of notable names that. Uh, League Two fans will recognise and a lot of mobile players, as I said. 2.02. Last season, they had a good home record, to be honest. Um, They're playing against a Stevenage team who will be looking to survive comfortably and avoid getting dragged into any kind of dogfight. Although it is worth mentioning that they are probably on a downward trajectory, I'd, I'd say, over the last couple of years. If you remember, they were kind of flirting with the the idea of being a contender a couple of years ago to get into the playoffs, maybe. Uh, but they've taken a lot of steps back in the last couple of years, and I haven't seen anything in the uh, in the off season or towards the end of last season that makes me think that they can go to Tranmere and and get a result. Obviously, it's opening day, and that's a big asterisk for every pick that we've made because we don't really know who's where, but uh, from what we do have to go off, Tramir. Yeah, cool. Makes sense. Um, so that then wraps up everything, does it, for the tips for this weekend's pod. Uh, let's dive in to the uh, podcast special treble. Yes. So uh, for everyone that's new, this is the part of the show where me and Tom are going to put together a couple of tips uh, we're going to all the research that we've gone through, the gut feelings and the transfer incomings and outgoings and all that stuff is going to be weighed up and we're going to put it in the oven and we're going to bake a treble and it's going to come out and then Matchbook are going to sprinkle some nice little odds boosts 
sugars on top to make it as sweet as possible. So yeah, every single week, Matchbook will be the best place <laughs> to get the treble. It will be the industry best price. They will not be beaten. If you do see the treble at a better price, please send us a DM, T underscore FB podcast on Twitter. Uh, we will jump in our WhatsApp group to Matchbook and give it a bit of time. They'll beat it. They'll beat whatever price is out there. So that's a little spiel for the people that are new around here. And Tom, you've got the treble on hand, I believe, that you're going to read out for us. Yeah. I do. So today we are going to go for uh, Luton at home to Birmingham. We're going to go for Stockport at home to Barrow and Northampton at home to Colchester. So that currently pays 5.3. So a £10 example stake would net you £53 return on those three teams all to win with matchbook.com. And it is worth pointing out as well that you can combine this boosted treble with our uh, matchbook account offer. So if you use the TFB podcast code upon sign up to matchbook.com, you can have up to £30 money back as, as a free bet. So it kind of gives you a free shot at the, at the treble. Um, if it loses, you just get the money back as a free bet in your account with matchbook. So uh, kind of no loose situation really here. Yeah, absolutely. So we do encourage you to, to get on the treble. Uh, obviously, we want everyone to gamble responsibly and only bet what you can afford to lose. But yeah, that's what we'll be back in this weekend. And uh, we hope that you find some value in that and consider backing it with Matchbook. As Tom said, if you're a new customer, you know, it's a great incentive to, to join Matchbook and give the treble a go. You know, two of the last three opening day shows, we, we've managed to pluck out winners from the darkness somehow. So, uh, so yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed we can do it again. Uh, transitioning then, Tom, from the EFL to the EPL. Uh, so we are going to quickly discuss the fa- – is it famous? I think it's famous. I think it's famous now. We've been doing it for long enough. Yeah, it's famous. So we're going to say the famous uh, football betting podcast, Fantasy League. So this is Premier League. This is with the official Premier League fantasy football app. And we want to invite you into our 260-plus team league. Uh, we do have a prize for the winners, a 20-quid bet, uh, courtesy of Matchbook. And if you would like to join this season, we will put the sign-up code in the description of the pod. But just verbally, it is number 9TU89B. 9TU89B. Please feel free to join the community there. Great source of entertainment and light-hearted competition throughout the season. And who knows, you could be could end up winning that 20 quid free bet. So please feel free to join. Yeah, and if you are worried that you're not very good at fantasy football, it doesn't matter because neither am I, and you're certainly going to be better than Tom. So <laughs> what it that what we all want to know is what's your team name? Super Cooper. Nice. He is my hero, but unfortunately my team is called Cooper's Dentist because I think that's probably one of the hardest jobs in the country, to be honest with you. Uh, so, yeah, feel free to join. Uh, we would absolutely love it if you could do so. 
uh, and Twitter. Uh, we had a big following actually, like recently. Phone's been exploding with new people following the account, probably a subject to the season preview content that we put out. So thanks to everyone that, that followed us. T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we're on the road to 3,000 uh, Twitter followers. So please help us on that journey. Um, we would really appreciate it. And throughout the season, uh, you're going to get some exclusive midweek tips. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth following and checking that out as the season unfolds. Yeah, and um, another reason to join in, you know, we're going to be looking at doing things like Twitter spaces. Mm. We're going to get down with that kind of stuff and see how that goes. So, yeah, just another reason to get involved with us on social media. Um, And if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, and just help grow grow, grow the pod and spread the word. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for taking the time to listen today. Really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. Gamble responsibly and welcome back football. Absolutely. See you next week, guys.